I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying for those. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late! And I'm like, dude. <laughs> You're not going from Mary Poppins to a savage killer. <laughs> I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it, it was pretty damn good. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Welcome to Late to the Show podcast with John and Jake. And this week, we are doing the Planet of the Apes. Yes. 1968. Oldie. But an oldie. Finally pulling the trigger on this one. We've <laughs> talked about it a couple times, but I don't even know if we've said it that much on the podcast, but we have been bad like setting it up and then shooting it down also. Yes, it's many been like times. Planet of the Apes. And then it's been nah. But then uh well we were, we had one plan for this week and then uh it fell through for now. Right. Uh, it's upcoming. Um You know what's funny? I've been wanting to do this movie for a while mm-hmm. and then last night when I was supposed to watch it, I just really didn't want to. I couldn't bring myself to watch it by myself. Ah. Yeah, I basically had to sit down and be like, all right, here we go, Planet of the Apes. (laughs) I ended up drinking and smoking a cigar with Nick until like midnight. And then Kate got home and we watched most of it then. Nice. And the rest today. Nice. So it's very fresh in your mind. I watched it two days ago. Yeah, except the fucking disc I got from Family Video was scratched up, so I'd have to like, (laughs) I would like miss like 10 second chunks out of it every once in a while where I had to like just go through the skip, and then rewind just to right after where the skip would have happened so I don't keep skipping the spot. It was huh. really fun. I bet. I spent most of this movie irritated, actually. How much did it cost you to rent? I don't know, two bucks. I was going to say four bucks. You could have... I got it on Amazon Prime, so... <laughs> Saving that money. <laughs> two dollars, but it sounds like it was very inconvenient, so... Yeah, it was. This but, movie in general is inconvenient. You know, I'm going to say... Have you seen this one before? We'll start there. Yeah. Okay, so I've you've seen, seen it a few times. You've seen this a few times. This was my first time watching it. Mm. And I was fully expecting something slightly more in line with how god unbelievably boring 2001 A Space Odyssey is. Fully mm. expecting to have some incredibly, incredibly, incredibly slow paced, nothing's really happening kind of sci fi movie. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised with this one. I actually found I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Mm. Oh, that's good. I'm glad then. <laughs> yeah. This will be a nice flowing podcast then. I hope so. Um, actually, the first thing that stuck out with me was that Rod Serling... Wrote it. Wrote, worked on... Was one of the two people credited with the screenplay. Right. Um, For those who don't know, Rod Serling did Twilight Zone, the original one. Right. Narrated and wrote. Yes. Uh, I I put on a little bit of the uh, <clears throat> the the author's commentary track it was just text that showed up on screen okay um and it was saying that the guy who really had the idea uh showed it to charlton heston first and he liked it and was interested and uh then he got rod serling on to help him hmm. really flesh it out and then they couldn't get anyone to produce it for like six years yeah <laughs> Like, I think they uh, were trying to shop it around for years and years until it got finally made. And then they, like, sh- because no one believed that they could have talking apes not look ridiculous. 
Which is funny because now it looks ridiculous. It, this version it, of it. Yeah, it's but also at the same time I was surprised with how, you know, not as awful as it could have been they looked. <laughs> like uh, original Star Trek, maybe? I mean, in that well, original they didn't even Star have Trek, mouths. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say original Star Trek though was mostly just body paint to make somebody. Oh, there's some other alien. <laughs> Maybe put some elf ears on them, and they're <laughs> a, they're a Romulan now instead of a Vulcan or some shit. I don't really even know Star Trek. I just know it's old, <laughs> and I've seen some of the footage where uh, they're fighting each other out in the desert of L.A. <laughs> yeah, in California. I mean, not L.A. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's just get to this. Uh, I'm really surprised you haven't seen this movie. I mean, I know your dad was a huge uh, sci-fi buff, so I'm surprised he didn't like sit you and Nick down to watch it or anything. Yep, nope, just never. Nope, never came up. <laughs> he didn't even bring it up? No, nah, not really. I mean, so I know you like the new Planet of the Apes movies. Yes. Did you see the Mark Wahlberg one? No. You I skipped that, that one. one. Probably won't ever go ahead and watch that. <laughs> a lot of people like it. It's got Helena Bonham Carter. Um, and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, no, um, Tim Roth's in it. Yes, he is. Fuck. Michael Clark Duncan is. Yeah. Uh, what's his fucking name? Paul Giamatti. He's okay. in it. Okay. He's funny. He's an orangutan. I think he might actually be Dr. Zayas. That's an interesting choice for Dr. Zayas. Fucking Paul Giamatti, but... Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I think he was an orangutan, though. I, I will... Pull that one off. I know you've got the current, <laughs> or the, the one we're talking about, Planet of the Apes, up. Um, while I'm pulling this up, Jake, would you like to inform people, as, if they don't already know, what this movie's about? It's about a planet of apes. That's it. I was really hoping you'd talk a little bit longer. Long, long. <laughs> uh, Fuck Mark. this internet. Um, Alright, so yeah, the movie starts off with uh, four astronauts shooting through space. Um, oh shit, sorry, real quick, uh, the guy who plays... Uh, Shang Tsung was in the Mark Wahlberg one. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, good for him. Kerry uh, Hiro, Hiroyuki Tagawa. Don't hurt yourself on that one, kids. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're astronauts going through space, um, in deep space. They're trying to get to a planet in the middle of Orion's belt. And no, that, they were, it sounded like they were heading back to Earth. It was a six They weren't trying to get to Earth. It sounded like they were heading back to Earth, from what I understood, from what they were saying at the beginning, is they were trying to get back to Earth. Mm, well, I don't think so, because when they were when they crash-landed and they got out, and uh, Taylor's telling them, we're on a planet in another solar system and in Orion's belt. Yeah, well, I was pretty, pretty positive their goal was to return to Earth. Maybe at some point. Because it seemed like this was supposed to be the end of their mission. They're supposed to only be gone for six months their time. And then, what was it? Roughly almost 800 years 20, Earth time. It was like 700 yeah, was eight, or so. Yeah, I think it was, no, it would have been about 800 years because it was like 27 something. Hmm. Maybe 750 years or something. By the way, that goes into some interesting math when uh, Dr. Zayas is later talking about when their stuff started. Yeah. Um, anyway. Which I, which I picked up on when they were, I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> that adds up. Um, good, on, good on you guys for paying attention to what you fucking wrote down earlier. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, they're in deep space. That's yeah. the big point. They've left Earth to do some exploring. It was six months ago, their time, 700 years Earth time. Watch Interstellar if you don't understand. You move faster than light, time moves differently. So, they lay down for their deep sleep. They're all drugged out, and they're in their little incubation cabinets. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden, 
they their ship crashes on a planet in a big body of water and they well no yeah they do okay so they they wake up they get out of their little cabinets and they all stand up and realize that their fourth friend um the the only girl uh what was her name Stuart. Stuart, yeah she had a leak in her thing so she's dead she's already out of the picture yeah also i'm gonna be entirely honest when uh so charlton heston grits his teeth for most of his dialogue what are you talking about um but uh i definitely thought they called her steward like the first (laughs) time like she was like the stewardess on the fucking ship and i'm like wow that's kind of sexist and then i realized like oh her last name is Stuart. she was actually originally supposed to be a guy I don't know why they changed it to a girl, but they did. It didn't matter. Either way, (laughs) that character was going to be dead within the first two minutes of the movie. And the only uh, time she's really referenced is when Charlton Heston is saying, now that was a good-looking lady. She could have been an Eve. (laughs) She was, yeah, she was supposed to be the first Eve, or the new Eve. It's like, that's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, and also, the only black guy in the movie barely had any dialogue and is the first one killed after getting on planet. Yeah. Um, and turned into a fucking like museum piece (laughs) yeah he gets stuffed i was like that's really fucking weird (laughs) um okay we got ahead of ourselves so anyway they crash land on the planet all of us by the way what'd you think when uh they showed Stuart's dead body and you heard like that weird screech sound what did you think that was I figured, I figured that was just, like, music or some shit. I thought it was, like, some weird attempt to, like, creep you out when you see this dead body. But it's just the ship breaking. Because then it mm. springs a leak. Their ship's sinking. They have to get out. They're on a raft on this planet they know nothing about. And it just looks like the Grand Canyon. There's yeah. nothing around them. They're in the, quote-unquote, forbidden zone. Which they don't find out about until later. Right. But nothing lives there. There's no plant life. There's zero. It's just dirt and rocks and water. Um, so they adventure through trying to get out of this desert, trying to find life. They have three days worth of food and eventually they stumble on an oasis or a jungle, I guess. Yep. And, uh, but then they find other humans just, but they're like savages. They all look like cavemen. They've got crazy long beards, scruffy hair. They're dirty. They're wearing loincloths at most. Yep. Which is funny because... They kept, like, giving Taylor shit for, like, turning a blanket into clothes, but all of them were wearing clothes yeah. of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. it's It was the 60s, all right? They don't <laughs> think about those details in a movie. <laughs> so they stumble on them. Uh, they rip apart their fucking astronaut clothes, which was a dick move by the natives. Yeah. Uh, but as they're walking around trying to just observe them, they said, we're probably going to be running this planet in six months if this is the best they got. A bunch of apes on horses with guns come in and fucking wrangle them up. <laughs> yeah. Put them in cages. They get separated. Um, black guy dies. Uh, Dodge. He dies. Yep. Uh, Landon gets separated from Taylor. Taylor gets shot in the neck, so it fucks up his vocal cords. Yes. Big, <clears throat> important part of the movie. He can't talk. But also, For apparently, it while. made him stupid as all shit because he couldn't figure out how to communicate with his hands a little bit other than just pointing at shit he wanted. Yeah, he could have, well, it's not going to come across on a visual, on an audio podcast, but like when you want, like you're asking for paper or something, you kind of pretend like you're writing on your hand. Right. Which is all he was trying to get from her, like multiple times. So instead she, he like slams her into the bars. And then her reaches into her shirt and pulls out the paper and pen. This being Dr. Zara. 
Uh, is it Zara? Something like that. Zara, Zara. Wait, hold on. Cast and crew, right here. <clears throat> um, Zira. Zira. Dr. Zira. Um, who is like... She's like an animal behavioralist. Yeah, ape. she's like a psychologist. So a lot of... Basically, at this point, if they're not Taylor, they're an ape. Um, so... Uh, so Zira is like an an animal behavioralist. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I think you just said what it was again. I totally like behavior psychologist. I think. Yeah, something like that. But and, she studies humans. Yeah, human behavior to try and prove like a missing link between humans and like you know the whole missing link evolution. There, some scientists are trying to prove the evolution theory. Yes. The opposite of the way we know the evolution theory. Yes. But it's heresy on this planet because they're very religious based yes the uh dr zayas the main antagonist is actually both the chief scientist and the like leader of the faith or whatever right so it's like in him like science and religion are meeting well it seems like all the orangutans are the ones in charge yes that's definitely how what i picked up on too right and then all the gorillas are like the warriors and then the chimps are mostly scientists yes yeah, see unfortunately like the 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 uh, prosthetics for the gorillas and the chimps were way too similar for me. Oh, so I was just like, it's like there's a couple of orangutans and then everybody else is like, why are the orangutans? Um, what they all look alike to you, John? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? I'm telling you that the way the prosthetics look, yes, they did. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. It's pretty weird of you to say on this podcast that three people listen to, but um, <laughs> yeah. So the it's kind of almost clan based the way it's separated like that well, they also all wear the same fucking it, outfit it's like caste based like uh like the caste like the hindu caste yeah. yeah it's not hindu though is it is it uh, it's india india did it okay whether or not they still do it i'm not entirely sure i don't think so it's the casting crew right yeah. um um but yeah they also all wear the same outfit orangutans were orange yeah shocking the, um the gorillas wear like armor because they're like, warriors yeah and well then, then there's is more like a solid black yeah and uh, the chimps wear green. Yeah. That's the best way to keep it separate. Is that the only three that they used? Yeah, I think those were about the only three that showed up. Yeah. But, um... I think that's kind of the... I think that's enough of the synopsis for the the film, I think. We don't have to run okay, through the yeah, whole that's basically the entire movie. <laughs> right. Sorry. Gotta, gotta carry it away. But, yeah, so they get to the planet. Apes pick them up. They get separated. Taylor gets shot in the neck. Can't talk. Yeah. But I was going to say that, like, and also, every time he tries to mouth words, he has to grab his neck. It's like, grunt through it a little bit. You can move your mouth without even u- using your neck muscles. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, it's so we could remember that he can't talk. <laughs> and so it's more of a shock when he gets gives the, uh, get your paws off me, you damn dirty apes. Ah. Line. Roll the credits. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that, and then the Statue of Liberty scene were the ones I was... Just kind of slugging through this movie for really <laughs> uh, the two most famous bits from that movie probably yeah probably um all right let's just go into what did you like the movie you said you yes, liked i it. liked the movie uh i actually really enjoyed the acting um for what it was it, basically everybody who kind of wasn't charlton heston because he was just kind of you know okay mm-hmm. um I thought everybody else it 
And even then, it was just it was less his performance and more the uh, the camera choices and the way the edit it was directed and edited um, a lot. It very much had that like older movie feel to it. Like they fucking loved their zooms. Yes, they in did. In this movie, it was just like anything happened. Zoom. Their zoom and lack of sound. <laughs> There's like no sound design in this movie. Yeah. The few sound effects they have hit hard they don't like fade them in or anything fancy that or like when the ship starts breaking like at that scene where they look at stewart's face like i was saying earlier um yeah and then also some of the laughing like when uh, he sees landon put the flag in the ground and like it's not synced with him at all no he's basically just smiling yeah (laughs) he's not even like ha 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 moving his mouth or anything no it's gritted teeth smiling (laughs) and the camera and they fucking must have realized it because the camera fucking pans it was probably a digital thing they did or not digital but you know they probably just supersized the image and got his face out of there because this looks fucking horrendous yeah um there was a couple of those issues um also this weekend i watched reservoir dogs and it was interesting because there were similar (laughs) issues in reservoir dogs a couple times with uh, audio sync yeah oh uh, which I'll talk about when we talk about Reservoir Dogs later. Well, that's just the problem with working with audio on tape, I guess. Could be. But uh, I was going to say also, like, just in general, the lack of, like, music. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of music other than, like, the basic score they have, but they barely used it. See, I felt like they kind of used it quite a bit, but maybe it was mostly at, like, the beginning. Maybe it just wasn't <laughs> different enough. and that's, Oh, yeah, so it had they, that weird, like... There was a like, lot of gaps piano of piano note. Though. Yeah fucking noise but like um uh, i'm trying to think like when they have the gunfight at the end near mm-hmm. the excavation area there's like no sound going around yeah there's not even like, like the sounds of like the apes screaming when they get shot or yeah. anyone really yelling and again they're at a beach there's no waves <laughs> nothing it's just silence except for the people talking right it's almost like halloween that way yeah, Halloween was yeah. oddly silent. I don't. Yes. I just think they didn't really think to work with sound too much. They only just recently got sound on film. Yeah, that's they, not true. It had been there for thirty years. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, again, I thought uh, honestly, I thought Zero was probably my favorite character out of all of them. Honestly. Oh, Zero! I thought you said yeah. Zero. No, Zero, right. the uh, <clears throat> the animal behavioral psychologist. Um, I thought Doctor Zayas was actually a really interesting villain. Too, with like the fact that it seems like he is aware of that like Taylor wasn't lying like mm-hmm. he knows what Taylor was saying was true because like it seems like maybe the orangutans have it, like they're not supposed to go to the forbidden zone but like mm. he seems aware of like so spoiler alert they're on earth the whole time if you don't already <laughs> know that incredibly famous twist to this movie right uh uh, so it seems like he's aware of the fact that humans used to be the dominant species, because especially like a speech at the end about how like man just you know creates war and mm. destroys everything and from overconsumes. ancient scroll twenty nine. Yes, from the from scroll twenty nine, first five or some shit, verse six. six. Like I said, or some <laughs> shit. You just watched it. I watched it two days ago. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, so I, f- I found that really interesting. It's like, to him, it's like, yeah, it's unfair to Zero and Cornelius that they're going to get tried for heresy. Mm-hmm. But 
that's to save everybody else. Yeah. Because if we start finding out that humans used to run the planet, it it would it could potentially lead to them, you know, causing more problems or the apes starting to emulate repeating the, the same mistakes live. that the humans did. Yes. But at, um, it almost feels like he might be He's not the first, but one of the first iterations in film of the character that doesn't tell you because it's what's best for you. Yeah. Which is kind of overdone now, but in 1968, it's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, it was... I mean, it it feels a little more groundbreaking thinking about it in that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, also, I mean, the parallel to the Cold War and stuff where it's uh, very propaganda based in the society that they have now. Oh, yeah where it's forcing religion down the people's throats to hide the uh, real science, the truth science of the evolutionary theory and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and I guess actually thinking about it, I guess Dr. Zayas even told Taylor himself, he's like, no, I know, you know, for the most part, you know, it's like it, he doesn't surprise him that he's, you know, can talk exists. or anything or that Taylor exists in such a fashion that makes them very similar to the apes on the planet, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, all the other humans are, like you said, they're more like cavemen at this point. Right. Um, so, I mean, Dr. Zayas clearly knows that. Maybe he doesn't necessarily believe the whole, like, he came from outer space thing, mm-hmm. but he is aware that they're, you know, humans being like this is problematic for the planet. Right. Which, oddly, you know... <laughs> uh, Ahead of its time for 1968 about overconsumption and destroying, like, the environment and everything. Right. Yeah, but I mean, there's, like, been fear of industrialism for, like, a long time. Because that was kind of what uh, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote about, too. Like, the themes of industrialism and stuff like that. That's true. Which kind of is similar, but it doesn't quite hit it like this one does. Yeah. And I think, too, and I understand, like, why, you know, why maybe you... Per- God damn it. Um, sorry, I just looked out the window and it's raining. I'm not looking forward <laughs> He's to parked far away from my apartment right yes. now, so... Um, sorry, off track. Um, I think I can see where maybe you've found this one boring, but I think the thing that helped keep my attention, because I love the Twilight Zone, mm. is the fact Rod Serling's writing, I think, because it did feel like he could have been, you know... a 20-minute episode of the Twilight Zone. They could have, you know, yeah. abbreviated it a lot. Right, yeah. And then it's Twilight Zone episode where the, the twist ending's the same where he finds the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. But... You know what? Honestly, let's talk about what could make it a Twilight Zone episode mm-hmm. if you cut out all the stuff of his throat not working. Yep. <laughs> um, Get rid of the other two astronauts. Like, they could have just died right away. Yeah. Like... Every, he could have been the, the only, only one script. left. Yeah. Like, the one could have uh, died in the air leak, one could have died in the um, the ship sinking, and another one could have died on the way out of the Forbidden Zone. Yeah. Boom. Done. <laughs> uh, so he gets there, he gets captured, um, immediately goes right to trial. Yep. But uh, he does still have Zero protecting him. Yep. Um, and then... Uh... They get um, found guilty right away, but they still escape, head to the dig site. Actually, no, really? they would skip the they would skip the dig site. They would basically like, you know, hey, you need to flee. Oh, just and then he kick goes, him out of there. Okay, yeah, that's and actually. And then Bam good. finds the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, he can just totally skip the dig site. Yeah, that'd be a really good Twilight Zone, actually. Yeah. 
better Twilight Zone than it is a movie, I think. But it does very much have that feel, especially in uh, Taylor's monologue at the beginning when he's about to go down for his nap. Yes. Very much feels like something from Twilight Zone. Right. Which, that's something that kind of bothered me. He said, if I'm not mistaken, that there was just one hour left of their trip. Oh, did he? I believe he said they were like in the last hour of the trip. Maybe that's like metaphorical, like the final hour or whatever. That's probably more likely. But in the moment <laughs> I took that as like literal, I'm like, why the fuck do you need to go to sleep? Shouldn't you be awake to make sure the ship gets where you're supposed to fucking go? I don't know. An hour is a long time, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take a quick, uh, quick power nap. That he had to inject himself with drugs for. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think probably it was more metaphorical than literal. All right, that, that's fair. <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, so, you know what, who I think may have actually been one of the better actors in this movie, hmm. like you said, Dr. Zayas, but also I think Cornelius, because yeah. he kept that character very good, and he didn't, like, see, like, Charlton Heston's acting was meh, really, at best. Yeah, he seemed was... like he was just, like, being his character, but not interacting with the other characters well. Yeah. Like, he... He never he really seemed like anybody else. Right. The only time he was nice to any of the other characters that are helping him out is when he can't talk. And then afterwards, he's like a dick to everyone as yeah. soon as he gets his voice back. Yep. Except for Nova, who's fucking a dummy. She's just a, a cave woman that he's banging. Yeah, going, to be, going to be banging. They haven't, well. They I cuddled suppose, in the cage. I'm pretty yeah, sure they okay, were. that's fair. They probably were. I mean, again, the, to, too, to me, like, weird. to me, like. Even though he mentioned that it had been weeks or whatever, it just like it felt like it was he was there for like three days. <laughs> yeah, you know what else? I don't think you should ever have sex with anyone you name. That seems weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> <That is> weird. <laughs> uh, that's kind of gross to me. But Nova. And also, worse, why did you come up with that Stuart. name? I guess because he's because it's space. Probably Nova. I think there was a reason earlier, but I don't fucking remember what it was. Hmm. It could have been weirder. He could have named her Stuart. <laughs> could have named her Mom. <laughs> How weird would that have been? Yeah. That also would have been quite weird. <laughs> or daddy. Just call her daddy the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, let's go. Um, so you were talking about the, he wasn't nice to anybody. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is what I was saying. Um, yeah, his acting was just kind of stale. Always He's talking through gritted teeth. All of his lines. Right. And always, reason. I didn't like how sure of himself he was. It's like, dude, you really don't know what you're doing on this planet. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like, yeah, you can stick to your story, sure, but you don't have to be so arrogant this whole time. It's shitty. Yeah. Let me feel arrogant that these guys are not letting the truth come out because of their religious belief. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel superior. You don't get to. You're about to be lobotomized like Landon. Yep. Did that surprise you, by the way? No. When he, they turned his head and he saw the big scar? Nah, I figured one, like, at first I thought, like, I didn't know what they were going to do with uh, with him, but then when, yeah, when they saw him and he was turned one way, I'm like, oh, he's stupid now. Dumb, <laughs> <laughs> dumb. <laughs> um, so they definitely, uh, I figured they did something. Uh, I'm assuming you haven't seen any of the original sequels yet either. No. I actually haven't either. I seen part of the one where there's one where Cornelius and Zira make it to Earth, like past Earth. Okay. And they're talking to human scientists. 
but I don't really remember what happens in it. Interesting. I just, I just remember them getting there, and they're like, oh, yeah, we met uh, one of your scientists, Taylor. We called him Bright Eyes. <laughs> we thought he was dumb. <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't know how they got there. I don't know why they're there. I don't know who they talk to, but I've seen part of that, and that might be Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Okay. There's I've seen I've seen uh, this one, and then I've seen Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. You haven't even seen War of the Planet of the Apes? No, I've not seen War of the Planet War for the Planet of the Apes. No, I've not seen that one yet. I haven't seen that one either. Also, can we just talk about how this movie's rated G? Is it really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. This movie's rated G. There is a lot of nudity. Well, it was just butts. It was still any amount of nudity seems like too much nudity for a G-rated film. Yeah, but maybe it shouldn't be. I mean, we're trying like uh now, granted this was the 60s and they only had like G, PG and X. Really? But, they didn't yeah. have R at that point? I don't think so. Hmm. I knew PG-13. Well, was... maybe maybe R. Okay, it might have been like G, PG, R and X. <laughs> X having since been replaced by NC seventeen, hmm. um, but like I could I, the again the fact that what the uh yeah it's just weird to me that it was not rated uh something a little more adult <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna see what it was rated G for G for guys butts probably. There's a lot of those. <laughs> Not that that's problematic. It's just it was interesting to me that it was rated G <laughs> and had that much nudity in it. Like I was, positive. I'm pretty sure you even have to be PG if you're smoking a cigar now. Which he did. He smoked a lot of, and also fine when you hit the planet, smoke all you want. But he should not have been smoking on the spaceship. That's like, well, also it's pretty fucking weird to be smoking a cigar when you're trudging through the desert. I mean, with no yeah. water, it's like, God, it's going to make you thirstier. Why are you smoking a cigar for, dude? It doesn't make you look cool. There's you and two other people. Yeah, but he needs and to And the look girl's cool. gone. <laughs> Who do you got to look, like, impressive for? What are you looking up again? I'm trying to figure out why this was rated G, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, the sequels are... Well, so there's Planet of the Apes. Okay. Then there's Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Then there's Escape from Planet of the Apes. Yep. Then there's Planet of the Apes. I think that's supposed to be like another one. Is that already a remake oh, of it? It's a TV series. Oh. Weird. Two astronauts and a sympathetic chimp friend are refugees. Or, Jesus, I'm fucking dumb. Are fugitives in a future Earth dominated by a civilization, civilization of humanoid apes. Uh, it's got um, Cornelius in it. Is he playing Cornelius, though? I'm assuming. It's Roddy McDowell. Looks like it was good. To... No. No, he's playing Galen. Galen? Something. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. It looks like it only went one season, though, if I'm not mistaken, if you scroll up. Yeah, one season in 1974. It got a 7.7. Oh, no, wait, that's the trap. <laughs> that's one episode of it. That's still got a the... 7.2 out of 10. Oh. I guess, I mean, they didn't really need to make series last for 25 years. True. In the 70s. Um, huh. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And then, I don't think there was another sequel until the Tim Burton one in 2001. Probably after that. Yeah, and then that one didn't get a sequel, and then we waited till <laughs> the, uh, the Andy Serkis ones. Right. Which were in order. No, shit, I can't remember. It was... R Rise, R Dawn, War. Yeah. 
How is it? Yeah, because Dawn should have been the first one. What? The title Dawn for the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes should have been the first movie. No. I, I, Dawn to me means like the beginning of, and then Rise. The second movie calling that one Rise of the Planet of the Apes makes sense. If the second one is called Rise, because then it's still kind of a 50-50 ish split. It's like humanity's on the down and ape kind is going up. See, I think that's kind of what's. Um, so that's where I'm seeing rise. Dawn, it's it, like it's still all humans, like it's still our world, and a couple of super intelligent apes. But not really, because they're so cut off from other humans. They don't really know exactly how many apes there are. No, but we know for a fact that the only ones that are this hyper intelligent in the first movie it starts with just Caesar. Well, yeah, because James Franco's character creates like the Alzheimer's cure that kills uh, uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, thank you. <laughs> uh, kills John Lithgow, but makes Caesar super intelligent. Right. So he's not the necessarily only one. in that order, but yeah, not, not, yeah. <laughs> so he like he makes the Alzheimer's cure to kill John Lithgow <laughs> and make Abe smart. <laughs> How devious, James Franco! <laughs> um, despite the fact that in this movie John Lithgow was his father, <laughs> I yes. believe. Um, but then, uh, so that one should have been called Dawn. I feel, and then the next one should have been called Rise as Apes are. On the rise. <laughs> I like it being called rise because it's when all the apes become smart. Yep. And then it's dawn of the planet of the apes because this is the turning point where the apes really start taking over. Because now they're going to have to fight. They weren't doing it maliciously before. It just was the cure that the company made. Yep. May happen to make apes smart. It's like, well, we have this intelligence. We're not going to let you fuck us over anymore. And now they actually will have to fight back because uh, Koba... Did some devious shit and turned humans against apes even more. Yep. So that's why it's the dawn of the planet of the apes in my eyes. Because yeah. now they're no, it's like, fuck, there's going to be one of us at the end of this. Yeah. I I can see that argument. It's just, to me, dawn mean you know, it's the start of. Hmm. And then rise. Is also the start of. It's also the start of, <laughs> but it just, it feels like rise should be second because, like, just for basically the same reason, it's it's really where it starts to become the planet of the apes. That's where it starts to ramp up to being the actual planet of the apes. Okay, well, let's think of it this way. Because I still think Rise of the Planet of the Apes is a good first movie title. So what would you change the second one's name to so it didn't have that weird confliction? Okay, Instead that's of Dawn fair. of the Planet of the Apes, what would you call it? Shit. Um... Because, and bearing in mind that the third one's called War for the, for the planet, planet of the Apes. apes. Um, espionage of the planet of the apes that'd um, be a good one for the second one since Koba's that would be weird <laughs> devious um i mean battle for could be surviving the planet of the apes that might be good since it's the last humans yeah well but it's not, not quite last. because the fucking third one but i mean they think they're running out yeah um i don't know i just wouldn't use dawn <laughs> hmm Maybe Revenge of the Planet of the Apes. Wasn't that one already? No. No. There was... Fuck. Okay. Planet of the Apes. Underneath the Planet of the Apes. Escape from Planet of the Apes. Battle of the Planet of the Apes. And then there's R3. Yeah. R3 being the new ones. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, shit. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the hell I'd call the second one. Just not Dawn. <laughs> um... 
Let's see. God, I don't know why. I'm sorry I keep like going meta about this and talking about it, but I don't know why we're struggling so hard to talk about the movie. Well, I mean, it is fairly straightforward. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's Planet of Apes. Yeah. Um, well, that's why they call it that. <laughs> but, I mean... What about it would you say... You, I mean, we've kind of mentioned what we don't like, but if you're looking at it really stringently, like what... And not even saying, like... Because bear in mind, this came out in 68, so it could have possibly done stuff before other movies, and then other movies made it better, as far as, like, tropes and stuff go. Hmm. Um, actually, let's do this. came out the same year as 2001, A Space Odyssey. Did it really? Yes, it did. Oh. Which, and you said you like this one better, right? Oh, God, yeah. This is way more interesting than 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> um, I still haven't seen that one. We should do that one also. <laughs> <laughs> it's one you've seen and I haven't. Yeah, I know. And you want to talk about boring fucking movies. I don't want to. I just want to see it. I want an excuse to watch it, and this would be the best one. Uh, but I was going to say, what is your favorite pop culture reference to Planet of the Apes? If you can think of a time you heard the line, get your stinking paws oh, off I mean, me, that's you damn easy. dirty the, uh, something. Uh, from The Simpsons, when they do the, the Planet of the Apes musical. Oh, they do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, it's got it stars. Um, shit, who's the who's the actor on that show? Um, Troy McClure. Troy McClure is in like who? Did you watch The Simpsons? Not really. Okay, there's a character on the show named Troy McClure who was a who was an actor. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he he's always he always introduces. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might know me from such works as, and then he gives like two examples that are just fucking bizarre. Okay. Um. But he was in uh, Planet of the Apes, the musical. Okay. And, like, they have a song. Uh, that, well, shit, I'm trying to think. Like, It's, like, the scene where he's getting, like, chased just before he says, like, the get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty apes. Like, he's got a whole song there about how he hates, like, every every APCs from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. <laughs> uh, That's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's probably my favorite. Uh, my favorite one is the the Simpsons Planet of the Apes musical. Right. Um, I knew some. St- oh, uh, Family Guy. Um, when Stewie and Brian, it's a road to the multiverse, mm-hmm. and they end up on the world where all the dogs are the people, and um, the people are like pets. Yeah. And so Stewie has the line, "Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty dog." Yeah. When uh, Brian's about to put a collar on him. <laughs> Um, they've done a shit ton of them too. I uh, I do know this uh, actress Judy Greer, yep, from movies like Halloween and other stuff. Um, she and her husband love Planet of the Apes so much that on his wedding band, I believe it's his wedding band, she had "Ape Must Not Kill Ape" inscribed on it. Hmm. I I just remember that from an interview for Conan. So interesting. If you really want to know just how uh, deep the roots of Planet of the Apes go, it's that deep to some people. I mean, it, it it's a classic, and it, I think it's a classic for a reason. Like it was like it was a really enjoyable movie up to that point. I don't think there had really been anything like that. Sixty eight was clearly a big year for classic sci fi movies, despite the fact again, two thousand one is terrible. <laughs> um, but but I mean, mind blowing in sixty eight. 
Yeah. I, I guess mean, that's what you just have to remember. Was, it, that's what, that's the hard part. That's the irritating part is like, now, here's the thing. fuck, they love the shit out of this. For me, I, I don't know if they really love the shit out of 2001 because it was also very, very, very artsy. Yeah. Like this Planet, this Planet of the Apes movie probably would have been more of a, like a blockbuster Okay. Type of deal. Like you, this would you're saying this is more traditional than 2001 A Space Odyssey? Yes. Really? Well, traditional. Yeah, this, is, this I think would have a far more mass appeal than like 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 A Space Odyssey, again, it's a very artsy film. It's uh-huh. Kubrick, so you know there's going to be lots of artsy to it. Right. Um, But for me, realistically, the whole like... There's the stuff at the beginning. I know you've not seen the movie. Uh, there's the stuff at the beginning with like the very famous, like the monolith and the like the apes like learning to use tools oh, and shit. That song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that's that, in it. So. Yes, all that shit. Basically, once that stuff for me, once that's over, and we start with the space shit, up to spoiler alert, uh, David unplugging Hal. That's the best part of the movie for me. And that's just like the middle third. The beginning goes on for a while. The ending goes on way too fucking long. (laughs) And it just like... Yeah, I just... I I do not like 2001 A Space Odyssey. (laughs) This I found far more enjoyable and far more entertaining. Because shit was always happening. Yeah. Like, there was no like... In terms of like you know, potential high art. There was no, like, time where you're just hung on a shot for the art of the shot. Mm. 2001 A Space Odyssey, constantly you're getting hung on shots because of how artistic the shot is. Oh, okay. Whereas this, it's like, if you've seen something, it's for a reason. Mm. Like... Well, I, I did get that feeling that you mentioned, though, when uh, they're trying to crash the plane. No, they're not... Okay. When they're not... They're not trying to crash the plane, but when they're doing the scene of the ship crashing to this planet mm. and they just keep taking the image and spinning it upside down yeah. and flipping it around and the noise keeps getting louder and louder i'm like will you crash this fucking thing already yeah. this has been like two minutes of this fucking noise shot. yeah it's horrible but yeah it doesn't happen as much in this as it does in some movies yeah i know what you're talking about so it, for them again for the most part every single shot there's a reason for it uh, in this one, it just everything keep, it keeps moving along. Right. So the editing is good. Yes, much much better in my opinion than two. And I'm not going to say 2001 is not a work of art. It absolutely is. Well, any fucking thing's a work of art. Any movie is a work of art. I should say. Mm. It is though. <laughs> if you're going to quantify it, it, you can't. It is. Now, that's a whole other <laughs> argument because not. All I I believe not all movies are art. I, I I do believe that. I think a lot of them are, but I don't think all of them are. All right. Well, well, well what constant? What wouldn't constitute as art in your opinion? Uh, human centipede. That is art. It full. It for sure is. It's gross out for the gross out factor. It's not even gross out to like say something. It's gross. But out it still has out. a story. If it was a gro- story, and then story if it does wasn't, not make it, it art. could be experimental. You could call it experimental film, which is in fact art, which is fucking hard to palate. Like, it that is a hard film to swallow. Is anything experimental? Those are hard films to watch, especially when it's a feature length experimental movie, such as 
any of the fucking ones I watched in international film history. Wow, that was specific. They're well, I can't remember the fucking names of them. I was just sitting through them, glazed over eyes, <laughs> trying to get through this fucking movie. That doesn't make any sense. All right, I guess that's fair. But I mean, call me a uncultured swine, but uh, experimental film is fucking rough. Have you watched any of them? Maybe I don't. Uh, well, most of all right. I mean, they still make experimental film now, but all the ones we watched were from, like, the fucking 60s and 70s. Well, see, that's also part of your fucking problem that it, you're watching. John, but it's different. Like, it's literally movies made with no point. There's one movie, I don't remember what the it's called, where the guy filmed a bunch of shit, cut it all into, like, I don't know um, how many frame segments, and they fucking tossed them up in the air, let them fall, and then just rearranged it into a movie. And he's like, that's my movie. That's experimental film. And that is still a fucking work of art. It's not a good work of art, but it is quote unquote art. Yeah. A fucking right, that's, a, that's... a jigsaw puzzle is a work of art. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but it, it's weird to say it, but it is. Anyways, <laughs> I, I see what you. I get your point. I, I, it was I, someone's I... creativity. Sure, Avatar is art. That sucks. <laughs> Fortunately, we've both already seen it, so we don't have to do it for this podcast. Yeah, but uh, you know, one of us have seen, both of us have seen. Come on, yeah. someone might not have seen Avatar. Veto. <laughs> Can't spell veto without Avatar. Yeah, you can. There's no O in Avatar. Yeah, until Avatar Two. Yeah, that nobody really asked for recently. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say everyone asked for it, but when you said recently, I was like, "Yeah, back when the shit. movie came out, everybody's like, fuck yeah, give me Avatar 2 and like, <laughs> we can't afford years, to do that." <laughs> ten years later, still nothing. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know what though? I think a big part of my problem is is that also the court scenes, the hearing, hmm. that just gets frustrating because. Their purpose, and I get the point of it. Yep. They're purposely not listening to logic, but that is so fucking frustrating to oh, me. Oh, to me, the most frustrating part was when they're like, "Okay, you can think logically. Explain our explain the sacred scrolls." He's like, right. "I don't fucking know. I'm not from here." Yeah, you're. Not well, you're funny. an idiot. <laughs> then well, clearly, how could you be reasoning and using logic? Or then uh, when I think is uh, Zira or Cornelius is talking. And uh, they're actually like covering their ears and shouting, "No objection sustained." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, but they were now doing, you're being unprofessional." They were doing this the "Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil" thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. See or see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. In what order? Yeah, but because uh, it was the guy at the end was covering his eyes, guy in the middle was covering his ears, and uh, Doctor Zayas was covering his mouth because he didn't want to tell the truth. Because he knew the truth. But when I even watch uh, the original um, Alice in Wonderland, when I see this fucking hearing scene with uh, the Queen of Hearts, that shit is frustrating. It's like, but this isn't logical. You're purposely being fucking stupid. I I know the purpose of it. I know the purpose of it. But it just gets frustrating to me. Alice in Wonderland, there's not supposed to be logic. I understand. (laughs) I understand the purpose of them being illogical in both movies. It just gets so frustrating. I, I can't separate myself from that for some reason. Where it just gets so irritating. <laughs> that it's like, are you fuck? I start like 
waving my hand at the movie. Are you fucking kidding me? They're doing this. They're railroading him right now. <laughs> this would not stand up in a court of law. It stands it up, stood in, a court up of in their ape court of law. Ape law, right? I always get that way in law and law of or- law Jesus. order. Law and order. Also, I used to watch SVU all the time, mm-hmm. and then if like they get uh, evidence in a way that's like wrong, like even though it's the perfect piece of evidence, it would prove that this guy killed fifteen people. But if they got it without a warrant, it's like, well, then we can't use this evidence now. And then the guy would walk free. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is so stupid. Why is this happening? Because that is how our legal system works. Yeah, well, it ruins my day when I see it on movies and television. (laughs) You're supposed to be, you know, everybody's supposed to have rights, always. Humans didn't have rights. Even though he could read, walk, and talk, he didn't have rights because he was a non-ape. Maybe there were some that couldn't. Maybe in that other jungle past the Forbidden okay. Zone. All, all the ones that we saw could definitely walk up until I got tranked. Right. So I wonder just how, just what area of Earth that they were at. New, uh, where, I mean, you where's could, the Statue of Liberty at? New York. No, I know. Like, what part of New York? Is it Manhattan? Off Manhattan? It's on Long Island. No, it's not. It's, it, yeah, it's off of Manhattan, I think. Okay. So, Manhattan. Well, but, I mean, if it was they were blown clear, up in a nuclear war, it could have gotten... But it sounds like they were talking about there's a salt, you know, a sea. Like, they yeah. pretty specifically said salt water. Right, yeah. Big ol' ocean. Yeah, so... I guess that makes sense. But when you, like, see their map of it, like, yeah. I want... Actually, hmm, well, I guess it's blown up by nuclear bombs. It could look totally different. I'm curious if there would be, like, any kind of, like, landforms where you're like, that kind of looks like New York. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I wonder what the... Well, so I wonder what is past the Forbidden Zone. It's just all Ocean, fucking Midwest. <laughs> well, because to me, they're on the other... They're west of the Forbidden Zone. Because the ocean would be east of them. Oh, that's right. They went into the Forbidden Zone. Yeah, they went so back yeah, maybe they're in like Pennsylvania area. Or more of New York. I guess. Or it would have to be all that area for them to... For it only take like a day to get to where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And it only took three days for them to get out of the Forbidden Zone. But they were in a different area. Oh, this is confusing. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, I'm just spitballing. (laughs) Again, it's also like 2,000 plus years into the future, so... 3,900 and some shit. Oh, that's what I was going to say, though. So, Dr. Zayas says that their ancient scrolls were written, written... Written... Jesus Christ. They were written 1,200 years ago from their time yeah and at the point where uh they would have returned to earth well when taylor is about putting himself down for sleep it was about 800 once they crash he says we've been asleep for two thousand years no 18 they... which 800 plus 1200 equals two thousand years yeah well yeah it's been two thousand so, years since they left earth the first time around once they had crash landed, yes. Yeah. And then so I just thought it was interesting. Around when he put himself down for sleep would have been right around when, when Earth got... life started. Yeah. Or uh, ape yeah. life started. Yep. At least when they started writing scrolls, anyway. Which is interesting because in the uh, the uh, for in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the first one, uh, at the end of the movie, is like the disease is starting to spread throughout humankind. They mentioned that like a space mission. Had just launched. Oh, did they really? Uh-huh. Oh, that's fucking dope. Yep. 
I wish I would have paid more attention to that. It's like right at the end of the movie. Right. When are, is it when they're doing like that cool yep. global map with all the yellow lines? Yep. Neat. I'm going to have to rewatch it then. <laughs> so it was right around the they mentioned a spacecraft. Launching. That's cool. Did they ever say what like the name of their like, are they like shuttle discovery? What? I don't remember. Oh, in this? No, they didn't. They didn't name their. Their expedition or anything? Yeah, no. Hmm, curious. I'm curious if they'd even like like drop a little taylor landon dodge like stewart yeah her too doesn't matter didn't even have a line on this movie no you saw her face with eyes closed you didn't even get to see her eyes in this movie yeah both alive and then dead <laughs> mummified yeah. yeah that was gross yeah but uh but yeah that was planet of the apes well, okay. So also, real quick on that part, too. So, like, obviously, I understood the time had passed, like, more time than should have because he's got, like, the beard and shit. Uh-huh. And then, then I saw uh, Stuart dead, and my first thought is she had just, like, like, f- just in that brief moment, I thought she was just, like, she had died of old age. Like, she had gotten, like, that uh-huh. old. And I'm like, how much fucking older than them was she? <laughs> They've just got, like, beards now, and she, like, she's a fucking, like, mummy. <laughs> And then when they're like, oh, this is why she died, I'm like, oh, okay. I think, actually, I thought that originally, too, because I was like, so if you're just in that sealed pod, it keeps you from aging, like what Earth would have aged like, so maybe she did age 2,000 years or something weird. Yeah. <laughs> or 1,800 or 1,200, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what a 1,200-year-old person looks like. Maybe. You yeah, know what's also mummy. weird? They only took their three uh, provision bags. They could have taken Stewart's also and split it up. That would have involved thought that these astronauts don't have. <laughs> We're talking about a guy who couldn't even make the writing gesture in his cage. <laughs> yeah, these guys are supposed to all be scientists. Nah, they dumb. They very dumb. <laughs> Dodge barely talked. Come on, dude. <laughs> he was thinking. Thinking he probably wasn't getting paid as much as the white guys <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, um, uh... Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about Planet of the Apes for yeah, this one. You know what, though? Were there even any, like, black humans on the Planet of the Apes other than Dodge who got there? I don't think so. That's weird. That is weird. I, but I, at the same time, I kind of, like, gave him credit. I was like, wow, they actually have a black guy in the main crew. And, and a woman. I, yeah. Well, sort of. <laughs> well, okay. No, I'm thinking more like in the ex- in the in the expedition, the fact that they have oh in that universe that a black like... guy and a woman on the crew is like all right, cool. That's progressive for the seventies, sixties. <laughs> no, no, no. They're f- oh, that's right. They left in seventy four. Yeah. Well, that's when the series started. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I was thinking at first, I was like, oh, that's oddly progressive that they have a black guy in the crew. Yeah, but then. Uh... He doesn't do anything, and then <laughs> no. is the first to die. He's, I mean, he notices that plant that was really important. That's true. Kind of. And then he dies. If they would have just kept walking, they would have found the rest of the plants, so. But yeah, then he dies. And gets stuffed. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> Again, this movie's rated G. Like, that's kind of horrifying, if you think about it. Well... Even aside from that, just seeing the big incision scar where they lobotomized Landon for it. You mean that one right there in the picture? Yeah, you know, the one that's on the cover of IMDb. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alerts. This is a really weird movie poster for it, by the way. I'm just looking at it. Well, it's that cage that they all got kept in during the days. Yeah, but also, what's the point of this, like, 
comic book level Dr. Zaya is right in the middle of it. Why not? Oh, it, that's kind of cool. It's got his monologue up at the top. Or, oh, wait, no, it's not. But he says this. Somewhere in the universe, there must be something better than man. That was his line. That was his line Landon. when he was talking to Landon when they're like, why did you do this? Right. In a matter of time, an astronaut will wing through the centuries. Wing through. I think and, that's supposed to be wind, honestly, but <laughs> it definitely says wing. But Maybe it's a play on words since he flies through. Could be. Um, and find the answer he may... What? Okay, hold on. Through the centuries and find the answer, he may find the most terrifying one of all of the on the planet where apes are the rulers. Who the fuck wrote that? And man, the beast. Jesus. God, that copywriter is horrible. <laughs> that was just a run-on sentence if I've ever fucking read one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ, it didn't barely made any sense. Maybe I'm just stupid. I didn't process it right, but yeah, I mean. I can't shit on the movie overall because... Oh, you know what? I think there's a period after answer. Is there? And find the answer. Oh. You may find the ter- most terrifying one of the... I don't fucking know. Anyways, go ahead. No. Uh, through the centuries and find the answer, he may find the most terrifying... Oh, okay, there you go. And find the answer, he may find the most terrifying one of all on the planet. And find the answer, he may find the most terrifying... Whatever. Yeah, it's... <laughs> When you get into here, that's when it becomes what? Gibberish. It's like one of those Facebook memes where it says, uh, what would it take for you to slap the tiger on the claw and eat the apples 14 times? You know what I'm saying? Like one of those yeah. where you read through it and you're like, wait, what? What did I just read? <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah, and then you read it a second time and it makes even less sense somehow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I just realized that I got played on that fucking stupid ass writing at the top. Anyways. Oh, introducing Linda Harrison. She was Nova, by the way. Oh. That was her first movie. I don't know what I've seen her in otherwise. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> but introducing her. Cool. What the fuck? How do I get out of this? Just click the screen again. Oh, that's an ad. Just click the screen. Not there. No, I know. I'm just looking through some of these other pictures. <laughs> That's kind of a cool poster. This is Marcus, head of security police. Oh, that's the guy who was at the... No, that was Julius. Who the fuck was Marcus? I don't fucking know. remember, man. There was... <laughs> what are you, you going to say they all look alike no, to you, John? Is that what you're movie, thinking? No, I was going to say this movie does also have the pl- the problem where they like have a character like show up for half a second and barely say his name and, and like you're supposed to know who the fuck that is. Yeah. Maybe it's like having a stormtrooper, like where like they say his designation, like this is JP thirty three, yeah. and then they could just make a poster for Star Wars, it's like hey, this is JP thirty three. He likes long walks on the beach, <laughs> and he doesn't like going back to Jakku. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be kind of a cool movie poster. Yeah. Huh. I will say uh, the art decoration for the movie is really good. Yes, as like it's like the interesting. Like, the city that they live in, the town or village, whatever that the apes live in. Yeah. It's interestingly designed. Yeah, it's, like, kind it's, of... Uh, like... It's still, like, all stone, but when you think about apes, it kind of almost makes sense that it's, like, that simple, even though it's an intelligent society for the most part that made guns and... Yeah, or had horses and... And didn't know that paper airplanes worked. Yeah. 
<laughs> Flight is a scientific impossibility. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we didn't figure it out until the 20s. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> it is, but I was thinking that. I was like, how did you make guns? I didn't even figure it out. And I was like, oh, we've had guns for a long time and didn't even come up with flight until the 20s. Yeah. yeah but I even the paper that's... airplane thing was like, when did we figure out the paper airplane? I'm curious of. I don't know, man. Uh, when was Leonardo da Vinci alive? He was doing all that kind of shit. During the Renaissance. I'm gonna, if I say a year, it's going to be the wrong set of years. <laughs> well, he had a bunch of flying devices. I know that he wrote. He, he sketched out a lot of flying devices. Well, didn't he make that one that you like, where you like run and like run and it spins? It has like the propeller on top of it. Yeah, he has a sketch for that. I thought he actually made it. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he had the idea for it, but I don't think he had like how the fuck to actually make it work. Hmm. So didn't he make a glider though too? In Assassin's Creed, yes. I haven't played Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Da Vinci, like, designs a lot of your gear in, like, Assassin's Creed 2 and uh, Brotherhood. <laughs> okay. Is he in Brotherhood? Yeah. 2 in Brotherhood. And oh, then he's okay. not yeah. in Revelations. But, yeah, he, like, design, like he changes the design on the, the, uh, the hidden blade so you don't have to cut your ring finger off anymore to use it. Um... <laughs> I might have tried to figure that out before I decided cutting off my ring figure. Even I, as a prospective assassin, would be like, I can come up with something better than this. <laughs> yeah, but Can I just whole... hold my fingers back? The point was to, like, <laughs> as a sacrifice to, like, uh, your dedication to the cause. Great. Yeah, that was why they did it in the games. Yeah, I never wanted um, to hold a glass right again. <laughs> I never wanted to eat M&Ms in the same hand <laughs> that I used to. Well, so now what they do in, <laughs> in Assassin's Creed uh, 2, instead of cutting off the fingers uh they like brand like a ring right at the base of the ring finger to, like, that also symbolically sucks. Do. yeah but then it's it's more symbolic and then you Why keep your finger? finger i'd rather do it on my forearm or something because you used to have to cut your finger off for it great yeah <laughs> anyways that's assassin's <laughs> creed this not planet of the apes <laughs> i can't wait to see what we start doing instead of circumcision 100 years from now start branding the tips of our penises <laughs> just to remember all those who <laughs> circumcised their dicks what an honor <laughs> that's basically what that is oh man back to planet of the apes planet of the apes i wonder if they did circumcisions in planet of the apes since they're so religious based man they didn't even shave they didn't know what the hell he was doing <laughs> so. they actually said he looked stupider when yeah. he shaved yeah they did they called him dumb Big I'll... dumb. <laughs> hey, big dumb. What's up? Why are you cutting your face off? Also, isn't it weird that in the 60s he said only young people wear beards? It's like young people couldn't grow beards. What is this? And then he was telling the kid not to trust anyone older than 30. Yeah. It's like, but you're older also, than 30. Well, and the other thing, too, is her, her like revolutionary nephew came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> he didn't come out of nowhere. It's Lucius, man. He helped him he out. He hadn't been introduced at all up until that point. He... It's not a scientist. Then fucking Cornelius could have done it. Somebody else could have done it. No, because they know to look for Cornelius. They could have. He's being tried for heresy, John. They could have come up with something else or introduced the kid earlier in the movie. Hey, Bright Eyes, this is Lucius. You'll see him in 30 minutes <laughs> when we have to break you out of here. This is my nephew. <laughs> or they just subtly reference him. No, I can't study Bright Eyes today. Lucius is graduations today <laughs> yeah he's got a debate team thing tonight 
that I have to go to. I fucking hate Lucius. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I gotta support him. He's my nephew, after all. <laughs> Wink. Exactly. Something like that. <laughs> they just introduced him out of nowhere. But. And you know what, though? What is funny? To be fair, the chimps all do look alike. <laughs> so when Lucius does come in, I thought it was Zira or Cornelius. Yeah. And then he says, who are you? It's like, you don't recognize them? You've seen them the whole fucking movie. Yeah, so it's just... Also, do you like the scene where he, tell, where he like pushes the guard into the cage and says, hold him! And then cut to just a, like... He's like holding still, he's not even fighting back, and he just hits him in the head lightly with a club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, them good old 60s movies. <laughs> yeah, the action was a little lacking. Yeah. Take go back... Go back in time and show him like fucking, I don't know, John Wick or fucking Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> this is your guys' origin story. Oh, you're saying just show people in the 60s. Yeah. Now. I thought you were saying show the Planet of the Apes, no, Rise no. of the Planet of the Apes. No, no, no. Like, just, you know, this is what movies could do. <laughs> um, all right. If you were locked in a cage and you couldn't talk by apes and you were trying to tell them how smart you were, mm-hmm. what would you do? Well, the first thing I'd do if I wanted paper to write on is I'd do the universal sign for, I need something to write on. All right, they're still not giving you paper. How would you show that you're intelligent? Oh, man. What's some kind of gesture you would do? <sighs> At first, I thought the finger, and I was like, yeah, but they don't. They probably don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking, like, maybe, like, shadow boxing or, like, doing some kind of, like, yoga or something. It's like, maybe, they'd be like, what is he doing? Yeah, see, he looks, like, really, see- like... He looks, like, really put together. Why is he, like, throwing jabs and punches? He, like, knows how to fight? What is this? And then the See, next day... that wouldn't, to me, like, say intelligence. That would just be, like, boredom. <laughs> like, to me, that would be, like, they're bored in there. They're just trying to do something to pass the time. Yeah, but everyone else is just shaking bars and grabbing for sugar cubes. <laughs> well, yeah, but... I don't know. What would I do to show intelligence? I mean, she was just surprised at him moving his lips. I mean, so... <laughs> you could do something else. Um... That's it. You said I couldn't talk, right? Yeah, you can't talk. talk. Your throat's fucked up. All right. You've got the laryngitis. Um, I don't know. He had a bunch of hay in there. He could have cleared it all to one side and spelled shit out with the hay. I would go to try and communicate with letters and, like, words somehow. So smear be... diarrhea on the walls? And no. Like, get me out of here? No. Like I just it said, I would in here. shove all the hay off to one side <laughs> and, like, take the hay bed and use that to, like, spell shit. By the way, I was really irritated when Nova decides to erase his sand writing. Yeah. Like, why? She doesn't know what it means. She doesn't... So she just decided to erase it. Well, at first I thought it was going to be like, she's got, like, some of them have intelligence too, but then that never paid out. Because, like, I thought she's like, I know what's going to happen if, you know... If they find out we're smart. Yeah. So, They're all pretending to be (laughs) dumb-dumb. Well, not not all of them. I'm thinking like maybe some of them right, yeah. have some degree of intelligence. So that's why she did it. But no, she was just bored and she's like, oh, he drew something. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> huh. But, uh, yeah. That's you know. Any final words for Planet of the Apes? Uh, I feel like this one's kind of winding down now. Yeah, it is. Um, I, you know, like... I just, I guess I say it's boring just because now I have seen it a couple times and it, this movie really isn't meant for multiple watches, I don't think. I think you kind of get it off the first watch, yeah. I would guess. Maybe that's really my final note. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely if you're a fan of classic cinema, mm-hmm. definitely check this one out if you haven't already. Um, Even if you're not, I mean, if you're just like a fan of science fiction or something. Yeah, but it's also a great sci-fi movie. Or Twilight Zones. Or Twilight Zone. I think, you know what, I really think it would have been a better Twilight Zone if you just cut out all the filler. Probably. Not that it's filler necessarily, but it could be done without. Yeah. <laughs> if the purpose is a 22-minute uh, show... You could definitely do this as a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, uh, no, I enjoyed it uh, more than I thought I would, considering how much I was dreading going into watching it, because I was expecting a 2001-style slog fest, but it was not. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, I really I enjoyed this one. Yeah, good. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. It's winding down, and so am I. <laughs> Um, so that's this week's, uh, next week's is going to be one of two. Right. Um, it's going to either be Godfather or, uh, Reservoir Dogs, which yes. you actually just watched. Or is that, you're just going to call that good or are you going to watch it again before yeah, we record? I, just I think I'll call that good. Hmm. I mean, I know you're a big Taren, yeah, Taren Hunter I've, I've seen it enough times. Quentin Tarantella. Quentin Tarantulina. <laughs> Tarantella's from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay, I didn't know if you remember yeah, that I, one. I, I got that one. And Tarantulino's from BoJack. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, so but one of those two, you can be looking forward to it. Each one with a guest. Uh, right. Whichever one we don't do next week, the other one's the week after. Right, and I told Race we'd get him on also at some point. Because I was going to have him watch Planet of the Apes with me last night, mm-hmm. and then he had to cancel on it. Mm-hmm. And if he did watch it, I was going to say he could have been a guest for today. Oh, you should have watched it with Nick. He didn't want to. I invited him over. He's like, I don't want to watch it. I was like, you don't even want to just hang out? We're just going to talk shit about it. He's like, no, I don't want to. It's <laughs> like, all right, well, okay, whatever. Not, let's not talk too much shit about one of our two only fans. <laughs> well, right? he knows what he said, and that's the exact way he said it. He sounds just like that, by the way. Go back and listen to the Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation episode. You'll know what I'm saying. But, uh... <laughs> but, um, yeah. Excuse me, sorry. So, uh... That's this podcast. Uh, cue in for, um, what were their fucking names again? The movies. The movies, yes, not the uh, friends. Reservoir Dogs and, and uh, the, the Godfather. Godfather. That'll be one of those. Will be next week. The, the next couple weeks will be those. Both weeks will have guests. We're getting to a point where we can have Kate on for the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Also, yeah, we now that probably, we're summer's coming up. Yeah, we should get around to watching that. Right. And then I had an interesting way we can break that up into multiple episodes, too. Since there's so many Friday the 13th. Oh, we're going to do more than one of them? I think we could. I mean, we've only done the one Halloween. Yeah, but the other ones aren't good. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Alright, so be ready for next week. Don't be late. Ooh.